When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From our top secret, highly secure headquarters in the heart of South Texas, this is the Thanksgiving week edition of the Spurs Insider. I am Mike Finger, joined by beat writers Jeff McDonald, Tom Orsborn, and sports editor of the Express News, Nick Talbot. We are talking about a team of local cagers who, at the time of this recording, are 6-12 and on the season, winning 33.333% of their games, about what we expected. But uh, I guess Jeff McDonald, they've come around. The the water has found its level. The mean has been regressed to. Is there anything else you want to add to what's you, you, going on? You here? said they're six and twelve right now. That's six the and record. twelve. And weren't they just five and two like like a couple of days ago? So do some quick math. No, what does that mean? In the it's interim? too early to be doing quick math. Well, they've lost. People, they've lost one, one okay, in ten. Whatever, whatever, one They've 10, lost Jeff. 10 of their last 11. 10 of their last 11 yeah. games. The Carry local games. What in the world is going on with this team? Or is it exactly what everyone thought would happen? Well, it's not. Well, it is. It is. It is what everybody thought would happen. But um, we were talking about this the other day. They've been competitive when they've played everyone. Like their five starters, when those five guys are all playing, they have the five and two start. They're competitive with teams in, in losses. You just take one guy away, which they have been uh, uh, want to do on occasion. I want to take you back to an early you know, season. Like, Spurs. Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Go ahead. It's fine. Go, go ahead. Fine. Uh, no, yeah, I've, I've, the train's left the tracks. It's you've derailed everything already. Let's, where do we? One minute and 47 seconds in, you've already derailed everything. But well, go ahead. I, I derailed everyone wants, it. Everyone wants to hear what you have to say, so go ahead. <laughs> I derailed it by bringing up something that you said in an early season Spurs Insider podcast, which may or may not have been on video, when we were talking about what it takes to tank. And this team isn't tanking. This team, we're on video, so quotes. This team isn't tanking. But... Um, I think there was a discussion on this podcast about whether or not your Spurs have what it takes, like other teams have what it takes, to just sit a guy for a while, sit a good player, keep guys out to ensure that you're losing games. And all of the players who have been sitting for the Spurs over the past few weeks have had something wrong with them. But it's been, to me, it's been sort of a wink-wink, nod-nod Keldon Johnson can't play tonight because of a sore knee. Devin Vassell can't play the next night. Jakob Pertl can't play the next night. And Jakob's just missed one game, I believe. He was the last one to have played in every game. But I think what we found out over the past few weeks about our local cagers is they do have the commitment, I think, that it, that it might take to get into the race for Mr. Victor Wimbanyama. I agree. And they've okay. been assisted by legitimate... Yes, legitimate Tom. injuries to uh, Zach. Oh yes, yes, Zach yes. Collins, uh, Langford, health mm-hmm. and safety protocols, uh-huh. and young Blake Wesley. 
And this is not to say that the, injury. that the injuries to Keldon Johnson and Devin no, Bissell and Jakob Pertl are not legitimate. Right. But those are the types of rest games that players get when, Absolutely. let's just say, the, pri- the, the top priority of this season is not necessarily making the playoffs. Right. And so I think to Jeff's point, like they've been competitive in games um, when everybody's playing. It just takes one, though. Right. It just takes remove one. One of who? One of one of uh, anyone really. You take well, away Devin, or even if you take away Trey Jones, they're not very good because they don't have a point guard. That's true. There might be four. Yeah, I was gonna say three. Yeah, Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell, or Yaka Pertle, but that is oh. true. They have to start Jeremy Sohan at point guard when Trey Jones is out. Uh huh. And he struggles. Like Jeremy Sohan, um, we could talk about him. He's been. One of the bright spots. Every time we were talking the other day at the Crypto.com Arena. About, they still call it that, huh? They do. Wow. That was that might have been a mistake. Yeah. Although I guess the ca- the checks still cash. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they don't. Uh, did they get paid in crypt- cryptocurrency? Uh, that would good, be problematic. Um, we were saying that when, when Jeremy Sohan's on the floor and he had looked down and at one point he had two, three, and two or something. Yeah. But he'd been everywhere. Yeah. Against, I think it was, that was the Clipper night. Um. Like he 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 he's gonna fit. He's gonna make it. I think it's early, but I think it's safe to say that they're happy with that pick. Um, but it's a lot to ask that guy who'd never even started at his natural position much at all in college. Like he was a bench player. Now you're asking him to start at point guard, which is not his natural position. It's a lot, right? But it's also like in a season like this, why not? Let's right. let's try it out. Let's give him a shot. Let's let him play. You know, let him let him do it. And that might end up being his position. Mm-hmm. In the long term, you know, years from now, he might be that point forward kind of type that's bringing the ball up the floor and running things. So, sure, why not? I mean, you have no one else when Trey Jones is out with what was it? A was it an illness? Some kind of illness? Tom. Yeah, it was an illness uh, in Golden State. Stomach, stomach illness or something. Yeah, in San Francisco, he was out with an illness, and uh, Sohan started at point. Yeah, point so guard. so you know, you have no other options beyond him, really. So why not give him a shot? We, since we broached the subject of illness, we might as well get into, and, and the, the problem with the podcast is this could be, uh, by the time you're listening or viewing this, um, you might know much more than we know right now, but. This is, this is a Tuesday morning. Yes. The Spurs have not even practiced yet um, since getting back from Los Angeles. Yes. But Sunday night, there was quite a bit of fretful um, anxiousness across Spurs Nation and the media core <laughs> and the media core and basically everyone who um, uh, knows who Greg Popovich is um, when he did not after an evening in which he was his typical and this is not sarcastic his typical delightful self in Los Angeles like if you want ever want to see Greg Popovich at his um, delightful best go to a pregame media availability and they'll, they'll just let you in at the uh, crypto.com <laughs> arena in Los Angeles. He they actually might just let you in there. They might. <laughs> um, he, he was great and, you know, um, reflective, making jokes, all kinds of stuff. Did not seem to be in poor health at all. Uh, what is it? 90 minutes before the yeah. game is when he does that. And as uh, assistant coach Brett Brown, his good buddy for a quarter century had described to us later that he, the coaches are walking out to the floor 20 seconds before the game starts and Brett turns around and Pop isn't there. And it turns out that uh, for an hour or so, we had no idea why he was not there because Spurs were not commenting. Finally, towards the end of the second quarter, they said it was an undisclosed illness. 
And as of after the game, they're still, they didn't still, still didn't say much more than that. But he never left the arena. Uh, Brett Brown said the doctor said he was deemed okay. And uh, he was, Jeff, Jeff saw him walk into the bus with the team. So yeah. uh, he seemed to be fine, right? He seemed to be fine. As but, far as walking to the bus with the team, yeah. But in terms of getting real specific on this podcast as to what happened, uh, all we can really say is an undisclosed illness there. And we presume um, that might be – that's not a great journalistic thing to yeah. presume. But we, if we're guessing, he, he, we, we might see him on Wednesday. I, I'm not going to presume that. I don't okay. know. I, don't I know. shouldn't have. We probably would – I mean, in an hour they'll practice and we'll, that will tell something. Right. A little more clues, but I'd, 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 I don't presume anything. Yeah. We don't, we don't know because we don't know. We don't know what it was. We don't know what, we don't know what has happened since. So Spurs an infamously secretive organization that's worked for them for many, many, many years. But times like this, um, it can be frustrating just from the public standpoint of not knowing exactly what's going on. And maybe Spe- we will eventually. Speaking to his general health, um, you know, on the road trip I was on the leg of San Francisco, Portland and uh, Sacramento, he was out. And about him and Brett taking long walks uh, during the, uh, yeah, during the day. They, were, were, you hiding, were you hiding behind a tree, like watching? <laughs> no, no, but uh, they, taking long walks. I was, uh, you know, they were they skipped the bus back from um, from uh, uh, San Francisco uh-huh. back to their hotel around Union Square. That's a pretty good hike because uh-huh. I made it myself. Uh-huh. And uh, they they. They went on that one. Then Did y'all stop at any were, little cafes, you, Brett, and Pop? For, no. Uh, for you know, I stopped. Or? I was trying to find a San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, it's about a 15-minute walk. Uh-huh. And I'm going it's hard down, to find a newspaper these going days. going down 3rd Street, and I stopped at – I've had good luck finding newspapers at liquor stores in Los Angeles. <laughs> so you did on Skid Row in Los Angeles? <laughs> I thought I'd try it again. I popped in the liquor store and a couple of convenience stores. I go into one liquor store. I ask the guy, you got any papers, newspapers? He I, goes, need, I need a bottle of old granddad and some he goes, times. Uh, he goes, newspapers, they don't exist anymore. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, there's some breaking news No, the what you can tell him is it was very you know where you could have found a San Francisco Chronicle? On your f- telephone. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and you know where you can find the San Antonio Express. News. Oh yeah, we haven't been doing this lately. <laughs> At the well, we have. Well, for, that, for, for our viewers, they constantly see the Express News logo in our shop. Yes, but they need to know all about the the, the lose letter. The what letter? The lose letter. The lo- oh, because <laughs> because the team is tanking. Yeah, they should change the name to the Spurs uh, lose letter. I'm not sure that would be a great marketing move. Okay. Well, Probably not, I'm to, not not for the Spurs I'm to not sell in, tickets or for us to sell newsletters. Well, I don't care about the Spurs selling tickets. I'm just saying they're sort of intertwined. You want interest in the local cagers, correct? No, I don't care. Isn't that okay? Well, <laughs> at any rate, he's he's uh, you know he takes care of himself as we well know. He's always in the uh, Brett Brown, well, <laughs> Pop, and Greg Popovich. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you know uh, who knows what the illness was, but uh, so from that story about Greg Popovich and his health, we got yeah. to Tom Orsborne walking into a liquor store. Yeah. And being told that newspapers no longer exist. No longer exist. But they do exist. The liquor store guy is wrong. Newspapers do exist. We have subscriptions available. Uh, you can go to expressnews.com, sign up for the Express uh, Spurs newsletter or newsletter. You get everything into your inbox every week. Uh, good job, Jeff and Tom. What a segue. For uh, for getting that out there. Um, that segue was so great, Boris Diaw might write it to practice. That's... <laughs> And then here's your weekly Jeff McDonald dad joke, ladies and gentlemen. We need to get we need to get that sponsored. 
Um, so, so the Spurs are not a five and two team. They're probably not a one and ten team. Yeah, uh, the, this this that's partially the schedule on them too. Um, I mean, in the one win there, they beat Milwaukee because Milwaukee sat everybody. Right. But but the teams they're losing to are all you, like teams that are probably going to be in the playoffs. They should play some teams that are not in the playoffs. Other than maybe the Lakers. Yeah, the Lakers, other than the Lakers. The Lakers are not yeah. going to be in the playoffs. Other than the Lakers. What what, what were your impressions of your uh, Jeff and Tom split this last uh, week long West Coast swing? What were the impressions that you had uh, from your part of it? Well, Golden State, Golden State was they were going to win that game no matter mm-hmm. what. They they were taking a lot of heat for their atrocious road record, so they're playing at home and. Jordan Poole had a great game. Uh, Sohan is at at the point just struggling, you know. Uh, not that he won't mm-hmm. round into shape eventually, but he really struggled that game. And Keldon was out, I believe, that game. And then uh, Portland, that was their best uh, best chance to win it. Was that the game they had Kel- all five guys? They're all five starters. Yeah. Start? yeah. And then in the last four minutes, Keldon has three turnovers. That just killed them, so they lose that one. Close, close game. Sacramento, they they hung tough until late in the third quarter, fourth quarter. Kings, uh, as Pop pointed out, um, we know they have offensive firepower, but their defense was great that game. The two guards, Fox and Monk, just took over. The, the on both ends. The bright spot of that stretch, and it continued um, into the the Clippers game the other night, was the play of. Jakob Pertle, who, mm-hmm. yeah, Portland, he had a career high thirty-one points. I think the the last six games he played, that was the, the his highest six game stretch of scoring of his career. He he made a big step last year. He's made another one. They're kind of Jeff. You can speak to this, but um, they're running the offense through him, kind of, yeah. From the as from Doug the McDermott el- pointed out, through the, the they're running everything through Jakob Pertle at the elbow, which is not typical twenty twenty two NBA offense. But that's what they're doing. That's correct. And Jakob's doing it well. The highlight of he's, my he's getting he's getting way more um and this has kind of progressed over his time in San Antonio, but getting way more um aggressive and looking for his own offense when it comes. And part of that's a function, like he was telling us the other night, you know, it's a function of him just being here a long time and now he is one of those options. Like um last year they're gonna go through DeJounte Murray and Derek White and and you know, he's like, I would be kind of a, an idiot to try to take over in those kind of games when, when those those are our main scores. But this year they don't really have that. So he's just kind of felt his oats a little bit more, I think. Yeah, I think he's doubled his assist rate too this year too, just by having luxury of running that offense yeah. through him as well. It's like 1.7 to 3.3 or something like that around those numbers. Yeah. He's, he's been good at everything. and that We're going to miss him when he's gone. That could mean that he might not be a spur. Like that's – we'll probably have many – uh, other podcasts to venture into this more deeply um, as the trade deadline gets here. But he acknowledged to us the other night at Crypto.com Arena that he is aware that he is having a career year in the last year of his contract for a team that's lost 10 of 11. You add those three things together and that, Wait, hold cor- on. that sort of screams, do, do the math. Yeah, it screams. Carry the one. It screams trade candidate, right? Um, and they might not do it. There's, there's a, 
possibility possibility out there that the Spurs just like having him around, which they do, well, and and or decide that they're going to to pay him more than anybody else when he becomes a free agent next year. It could be argued that. Like he fits better with the Spurs than he fits with anybody. If they lose him, they're not going to be able to replace him. Like you're not going to be able right. to sign a center to be part of your. But if you draft Wimby, that kind of fixes Unless that. You have Victor Wembanyama, you have a decent center yeah. there. Yeah. The question is, um, and this there's a lot of complicated salary cap uh, minutia. More math. Yeah, but oh, we're not going to make you God. do it. Um, do you? Do you? If someone. Boston Celtics, somebody like that says, we have um, a couple of draft picks, a first rounder, something else, and we'll take Jakob off your hands for three months. And then you can sign him next summer again if you want. That's That could happen. You're gambling on re-signing him, though. Right. Right. It'll be complicated. Yeah. But it's during a season such as this, it's kind of a good problem to have. Sure. To be that sure. Jakob is playing well enough to where he might even – make you second guess whether or not you want to get rid of him. Like it's better than, than him playing terribly. I mean, you either have to get rid you either have to trade him for a first round pick or pay him. Right. And, oh, the good part is they'll probably have multiple offers for him and then they can weigh it. And then if the offers are low first rounders or second rounders, they can pass and try to sign them. They get something good two first rounders. You probably trade them. Yes. That's where, that's where you're at. We'll see. He's, he's a, he's become a really big part of what they do. Mm Mm-hmm. And Pop said that the first day of training camp, I know foundation. He does for us what Tim. now what Tim Duncan used yeah, to do. It's crazy. I mean, it's, I think you get more than just one first rounder for Tim Duncan. I think you're right. Well, maybe not now. He's, be- he's pretty old. <laughs> That's true. Um, no, but like fans, uh, people in general tend to downplay that whole leader of the team stuff. But like, it's significant to what the Spurs do. And uh, they're not gonna, they're not gonna cast him aside willy nilly. Yeah. And the thing is, I mean, you, what am I trying to say here? You need some sort of organization, like things to be organized. Uh, like as you're trying to train these young kids, you want an organized organization. Yes. Okay. On the floor, like uh-huh. you, you just can't. It's tough if you want to get rid of all your veterans, the people that like the people like Jakob. We just said they're running the whole offense through him. Mm-hmm. You get rid of him for the end of the season. What do those other like? What do the other kids learn? The people you're trying to grow and and um, teach and develop. I would agree. What do they learn if everything's chaos out there? It's you a, make them hang out with Gorgie Dang. Yeah, that would be the. Um. Yeah, that's something. That I'm just we'll, talking on the floor. Like, how do you? I agree. How do you? How do you play basketball when it's chaos? That's not how you're going to you want them to play next year. So you need those kind of glue guys that are going to keep things sort of together. So that's that's just things you weigh. All of these conversations are awkward in a year when um, as we get closer and closer to the end of the season, people are going to be openly wanting to lose games on purpose. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily your Spurs, but a lot. Well, One thing that's happened with the NBA so far this season is all the teams that we thought were going to be really bad – Sort of won some games early, like the Spurs. Utah's still still like, doing it, competing for a they're, title. They're apparently, in, they're in trouble. <laughs> like Will Hardy is completely screwed up. They're, that they're digging their hole way too deep yeah. in the Wimby chase. But you had, you know, Oklahoma City's won more than people thought that the Thunder would. Houston, um, Houston's okay. They're doing it all right. Houston's been been where it should be. Um, but I, I think the that's sort of what Adam Silver wanted when he when he made that statement to teams 
early before the season started that we're not going to allow tanking. Well, if if some of these teams start out like, oh, hey, we're trying to win. The Spurs were five and two. You know, the 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 Thunder is still hanging around five hundred. Well, then when we get into March, April, and and February, when it starts to go away, they can say at least we tried. Um, but anyway, it's awkward to have these conversations about do you want chaos at the end of the year? Because maybe they do. We just don't know that yet. I don't yeah. know how productive that is. Yeah. It goes back to the question of tanking. Like if you start losing on purpose, does that ingrain a sense of losing that you don't want? It's a legitimate question. What do you think, Tom? I think I'm going to go back to that Sacramento game. Uh-huh. Uh, Jeremy Sohan, to bring up a bright spot, uh, probably the best play I've seen this year, individual play, the uh, spin move to shake loose from Fox. Uh-huh. And then he threw down a dunk over Sabonis. That was you. You said throw down. He threw down. That's it was a throw down more than it was a dunk. like. Would that yeah. have counted in a dunk contest? Yeah, so well, he was, the, he was the, feet the above point, the rim. The he threw point, it down. The whole point of the play though was the spin move yeah. to get away from Fox. That was yeah. incredible. It was yeah. uh, just uh, something to look forward to with that young man. And I think that um, those are the kind of moments that you build around during a season like the, not that you build around a moment, but. Um, that's where you find your encouragement in just, a season like this. Just that, I, hey, this guy can be something. Watching him, you just get excited thinking, what can he do with a good team? Yeah. With, with, yeah. with a, you know, it's just a, it's a reason yeah. to be excited about this guy he's and the, the future. He's the type of player who will be, and, and like probably a lot of players are, but he he definitely is the type of player who, um, whose value will go up when he's on a good team. Like yeah, said, yeah. Where he's not expected just to put up a bunch of, Empty numbers for yeah, I and mean, it's also he's 19 years old and has played 18 NBA games mm-hmm. and one college season in which he didn't he started one game. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of, I mean, it's stop the presses, but there's a lot of room for improvement and growth there. And and uh, not that you'd blame him playing point guard against um, Steph Curry, but that's pretty much the only time he's looked overwhelmed in any sense. Every other game when he's playing. Where he expected to play, he's he's looked like he fits in mm-hmm. pretty well. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been a couple of weeks since we did one of these, and in the interim, Tom, the store that you were all all over from the beginning, came to um, probably not the conclusion, but a significant uh, development on on yeah. what happened to Josh Primo. If we want to rehash that real quick. That whole story was an abrupt beginning and an abrupt ending. Mm-hmm. Um, but the settlement, the settlement in the uh, Hillary Cawthon lawsuit against Josh Primo and the Spurs, you could see it coming. Um, the day before, I had talked to a law professor at St. Mary's who said that there was no way they were going to win that in court um, in the state of Texas. There were four thresholds they needed to meet, and two of them they just they just could not. You're, you're talking about there's no way the Spurs, Spurs were going to win that. Uh, no, that Hillary okay. Hillary Cawthon would have won it. So you could see the settlement coming, um, and uh, you know the thing that struck me as um, curious, or you know another sign of lack of transparency from the Spurs was a statement that R.C. Buford put out after the settlement was announced, uh, saying that they were going to collaborate with Dr. Cawthon and other experts in an effort to review and improve our workplace processes and procedures. Like to, I think Spurs kind of owe it 
to be a little bit more specific in what exactly that means. Yep. Um, Maybe they will once they figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, that sort of is the remaining question. And I'm not sure it ever will get answered because um, I'm not sure that if, if Tony Busby ever answered your question about the NDA, but this, there's no, almost certainly a non-disclosure agreement for everyone involved in a settlement like this where people, parties on all three sides are not going to be allowed to discuss specifics. But as Tom says, it's a worthwhile question that I think a lot of fans, that people just who watch the Spurs would like to know, how do you go from we disagree with the details that Hillary Cawthon described and that anyone who's watched the Spurs over the years knows that we take this seriously to we need to fix some stuff. Like what is the, what's the through line there that, that, that I mean, basically what do they need to fix? Yeah. That's, that's, that's the question. Yeah. If you, you can't say, um, we got everything right and then say we need to fix some things um, like there's a disconnect there. And at some point, maybe that will be addressed. The uh, next day it might, I asked, it might be a while. I asked pop about uh, his confidence in, in Brian Wright, who was mentioned prominently in the lawsuit for not taking quick and effective steps to put an end to Josh Primo's alleged behavior and to support Dr. Cawthon in her claims and, and pop said he has total confidence in, in Brian Wright um, mm -hmm. went on to describe him, uh, you know, in uh, very high terms. So we'll see. Yeah. There's like I said, that might not have been the end, but it was sort of the end of a, of a chapter. And I'm not sure where, where that story will lead in the future, but I'm, I have a feeling we'll be kind of in a holding pattern for the foreseeable future. Um, as for the on the court product, they lost 10 of 11. Is that, is that going to continue or, or is, are there some opportunities forthcoming? Are they going to lose 10 of their next 11? Hey, I guess that's, that's what question. you're asking me. Yeah. Six of seven at home beginning uh -huh. Wednesday against New Orleans. A couple against uh -huh. the Lakers will help. New Possibly. Orleans, two against uh -huh. the Lakers at Oklahoma City. There's New one. Orleans again. Ugh. Phoenix Ugh. and Houston. Uh, there's yeah, a couple. There's wins Houston. In. I'm gonna. There's gonna be. A, there's gonna be at least one win in there. Possibly two. I think that's a go out on a limb. prediction. Yeah. Um. And maybe, maybe three. Maybe they play people. Maybe three. They might win a third of their games, just like they have been doing. I guess, if you take it over the course of a season. I think that. Um, over the course of a season, um, a third of the games is, what, 27, 28, something like that. Um, and that's about what we expected. Mm -hmm. um, and it might get worse if somebody like a Yaka Pirtle is traded. Um, might get better if you get some of the players that Tom mentioned earlier back from injury. Um, or they trade for Kevin Durant. Or they trade for Kevin Durant or Russell Westbrook. Or oh, we should that, – that, I'm just joking. That Don't aggregate that. Um you would <laughs> the, something that um, before the Greg Popovich story kind of threw everything out the window. One of the questions we were asking in LA over the weekend was just how how these this team is weathering the misery of losing ten out of eleven. And, Don't you know that winning and losing is all an illusion? That's what Pop it's said. All an illusion. Winning this whole and losing is illusion. This is whole illusion. this whole existence is an illusion. Uh huh. Kipling quote uh, uh, along those lines. 
I'm not sure, Tom. I think you know. You've used it before. Have I? They're both imposters. Oh, I think I – yeah. Well, I'm, I'm getting so old that I forget what Success I and failure, both imposters. Whoa. Well, well Tom uh, or Greg Popovich said winning and losing are illusions. Yeah, and, uh, very similar quote. Very similar. Very similar idea. And I guess what he's trying to say there, um, only when he said that, it was only a few days before holiday in which we traditionally give thanks. Oh, I see where this is going. <laughs> Good um, gravy. Is that – gravy is a significant part of that holiday, at least in my household. Sometimes the gravy isn't the best. Sometimes it is the best, but it's all in the eyes. Is it cornbread dressing in the, mouth. the finger household or is it uh, stove well, A hundred percent cornbread corn dressing. It's true tech, true South. Yes. It reminds me of something my mom always told Ours me. too. Which is? Gravy is all an illusion. Gravy. <laughs> Well, she just didn't want to make it for you. <laughs> anyway, winning and losing it is an illusion because you know when if if you just because you win a game doesn't mean that you've accomplished anything in your life or that you did what you set out to do. The other team might have just been terrible, and just because you lost the game doesn't mean you didn't accomplish anything. Sure. So this is all what Greg Popovich says. This is all what Rudyard Kipling might have said at some point. Yes, yes he did. Um, this is all something that maybe Jeff's mother said at Thanksgiving, although I don't want to – that's uncomfortable me talking about – I don't know why Jeff brought up his mother on his <laughs> podcast about basketball. But the point is whether or not you have gravy, it's, it's an illusion. Uh, you can imagine you have gravy. You can imagine the gravy is good. You can uh, – Imagine this, the is gravy is bad. this is not working. I'm, I'm not getting there this week. <laughs> this, is, this, 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 this is just the struggle bus right this here. This is the turkey. He's yeah. I'm not going to get there. But lest I be frustrated by Jeff McDonald terming this a loss, it's a, the fact that I'm struggling is an illusion. This is the cranberry sauce. Here. I'm, I'm going to consider that this was a victory. And... Uh, until the next time, uh, everybody be thankful for what you want to be thankful for. Take care of each other and keep it real. I'm thankful for this podcast. You Mr. Magoo, you're with me. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Magoo. <laughs>